Hello, fellow Mavs fans. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball's Group Therapy, brought to you by me, Kirk Henderson. On Christmas Eve Eve, though, Merry Christmas Eve to those of you who are listening to this on podcast form. Coming to you on December 23rd at about 10.45 p.m. Central Standard Time, the Mavericks fell to the Bucks 102-95 in a game that was probably not much of a surprise to anyone who has paid close attention to these Dallas Mavericks. They played a heck of a basketball game against the Milwaukee Bucks, who, though they were without uh, MVP and all-universe player Giannis Attentacumpo, they still had Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, a pair of all-stars, and a former all-star um, kind of shell of himself in DeMarcus Cousins. Didn't matter tonight. Whip Dwight Powell's ass. Uh, and, you know, the Mavericks just ended up being out-talented. I really found myself enjoying this game. Some weird basketball. Weird basketball can be fun particularly after what we've talked about. I want to hear from you guys and maybe we'll get in and get out and get on with our evenings um, is, you know, within about a half hour. Cause you know what folks, I'm tired. Coming up first, uh, I'd like to bring on longtime contributor, Jose. Uh, anybody else who is waiting, just be sure to invite yourself up and let's, uh, you know, hit the unmute button because it instamutes you. And then we will hang out for a time. Jose, what's not much. Same like you. I am a little bit sleepy. <laughs> Luckily, uh, I'm, I've been off and just enjoying myself. But uh, anyways, Kirk, what, what did you see that, that really stood out to you besides the, the energy of the? I mean, I really liked Brunson's play. You know, I, Brunson's kind of one of these guys who, I have a hard time adjusting my priors to. And what I mean by that is like, I, I think I criticize him more than is fair. And to watch him play as well as he's played these last two games as the Mavericks are like sorely depleted has been really, really nice. Um, Theo Penson was weird, but fun. I think if, if I was to select you know, most Mavericks fans who are you know in this type of room, you know, staying up late, listening to basketball, talking about basketball, probably have their eyes on both Pinson and Chris. I doubt both players are going to end up uh, competing for a roster spot, though I would not be shocked if one would. And even though Chris was, you know, I mean, I didn't realize the guy fouled out. <laughs> In like 13 minutes, he had 13 points and six fouls which is really something. But Penson was not, you know, he had 22 minutes and, and uh, ho- hoisted up eight threes. I, I just sort of think the Mavericks need what Penson brings a little more than Chris, but that's sort of my, like, like it's, it's got to be splitting hairs between one of those two. What, what do you think about their play? Well, uh, Penson, he offers the – the wing that could dribble and he plays with, with energy kind of like Dorian Finney Smith. And for, for me, I feel like Chris stands out more to me just because he plays the, the center position, which we already know we, we lack talent at that position. And, and, and 13 minutes, I mean, he was just more active 
And Dwight Powell, he gets on my nerves because he slaps the ball so much and he doesn't literally just try to grab it with two hands. And with Chris, we, we see that. And then there was a uh, two plays where, uh, well, I think it's one and, and I'm probably thinking about the Minnesota Timberwolves play, but uh, Nikila was able to hit him twice going to the basket. And I, I just like, I like seeing him. I, <laughs> I can't big up his play more. There was a lot of fun stuff tonight. Like it didn't work a lot of the time. And I think if it were like the, the, the non makeshift Mavericks, I'd be less pissy. Um, there was a lot of like attempts at backdoor cuts and backdoor passes and just sort of like, like a, such a confluence of weird offense uh, in a way that we're not going to see with a, a Luka Doncic led team. I, I just don't know. I mean, I can see an argument for both or for either. I'm not strongly. I, I, the crowd in the in the chat seems to be very pro. Um, seems to be very pro Chris, which I get. You know, he's he's just 25. He's six nine, two forty. Like, there's a lot there to like. He does kind of give me the same defensive, like, what are you doing vibes as Dwight Powell, but he's also not. He's more like mistakes as opposed to Powell, who's just like watching Boogie Cousins post him up was just like, it's like me posting up my son. Like he's just mean after a while, you know? Yeah. And uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. (laughs) It's okay, man. It's okay. It's Christmas Eve Eve. We're tired. It's been a long couple of days, I'm sure, for you. I'm glad that Carleek finally got signed. I've been advocating a lot for that, and I'm I'm glad that he got called up on his birthday and was able to play a little bit. I I like those two assists that he had. I think one of them was to uh, Chris as well. Yeah. I wish he would have gotten a little more run. I wish he would have been. I mean, I've watched him play enough basketball to to know that that was not close to his finest performance. Um, I hope, you know, he's going to stay with the team. I mean, what happens these next few days is going to be so weird. You know, it's like part of me wants Luca to come back because I don't want to stay up late and watch the Jazz just annihilate these guys because the – Statme has posted a tweet. I just read it on the podcast. The Jazz are the first best offense in the league this year. The rating difference between number one and number two is the same as the gap between number two and number 15 in the league. Like, the, I, like, they've scored under a hundred, like over 110 points, like so many times. And then our Mavericks, like, just post up like 95 regularly. Like, that, that sort of frightens me. So, I hope that uh, like part of me hopes that Luka comes back, but I also hope, you know, I also wouldn't mind seeing more weird basketball like this. Right. And uh, the jazz are going to be such a task and Rudy Gobert is just going to be a, a juggernaut on the board. And, and as Tobias had mentioned in the chat, Alma Rui's out for the rest of the season. Mm. So, so, um, we could probably get Chris or or Pinson on that that two way, but I, I really think Chris needs to be a part of the roster. Just, uh, I, I mean, it's time to wave goodbye to to Willie. Willie. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it's time. I mean, uh, three years. It, it's time to let some of these players go, and and I'm not mad at at Pinson or Chris replacing them. 
And with, with Amaru's injury, it just makes it easier to fill in that, that two way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's um, all I have for you, Kirk. Thanks for bringing me up tonight. Happy holidays, man. by the way. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll talk on Christmas if we're both feeling degenerate. You know, I'll probably <laughs> host one of these late at night, whether I want to or not, just because I'll be awake. Right. So. Nine thirty start time for the jazz game is going to be a hassle. <sighs> God, just fucking brutal. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll deal with it. That's what we're here for. Right. We're not hardcore fans for no reason. All right, Jose, thanks so much. All right. So Jose was the only speaker, which kills me because, you know, it's, it just kind of goes to speak where we are in, um, in kind of the, the game cycle where a lot of people are just sort of tuning out where they're not particularly interested in what's going on. It's, which will, it, it kind of kills me because I, I had on Mavs Moneyball contributor, Luke Askew, and Luke um, is a North Dakota resident who now lives in Washington, D.C., and the man watches more bad basketball than 99% of the population. Like, we just recorded a 37-minute podcast about this game, and, like, my brain is kind of fried because he's just, he was just so into, like, the little nuances of what dudes were doing where I'm just like, I was watching this with my uncle and my aunt who don't understand why I like basketball as a sport. So it was it was uh, definitely, you know, um, very entertaining to get into. Um, you know, I got a fair amount of you down there that are uh, uh, noting some things like the why you don't want to talk. I really appreciate that. There are some questions in the chat, which I think I'll address before we go out of here. Katie asks, how are the Jazz still healthy? It's funny. There's like 10 teams in the league who this not who this is not happening to at all. And part of me makes me think it's like the teams that don't have anything like like Utah. Um, maybe guys aren't going out in Utah. I, I, you know, the conspiracy theorist in my head thinks that like LeBron James, you know, gave half the league COVID, which is pretty funny. Um, I'm not really sure, uh, you know, what else is really happening. It just, it, it feels, you know, the Mavs avoided it, avoided it, avoided it. And then all of a sudden they didn't have, um, there was like nothing left for them to deal with. And, and then they all of a sudden like nine dudes had COVID. Um, we, you know, like Luca getting it was just like the coup de, like, like, what do you call it? The coup de gras um, where before the game, the Mavericks talked about how he and Porzingis weren't going to be on um, the, the show where they, uh, we're going to be on, not, not the show that like they were going to be on the sideline. And then Lucas shows up. Not only does he show up on the sideline, he shows up like maskless lifting dudes off the floor. And it's one of these things that have really stuck with me the last several days. I'm like griping about it, like an old man and a dad, but I really wanted to talk about it in no small part because I just sort of expect more like Luca needs to, it, it's just kind of one of these things where it's like, I get that you're 22 but follow instructions. Do what you're asked. Like, it's not hard. You know, so much of this season comes, and, you know, some of our really, really kind of either both our casual fans and then some of our fans from across the pond, the, the our, our Lucas countrymen, don't really like this level of criticism. And I get why. I love Luca. I love Luca. But he's the guy that has to set the tone, and there's just aspects of things where he hasn't this year, and the season has, has followed. Um all right, uh, what did we get here? 
Uh, Jose just shared with me uh, the Sham Sharania tweet. In light of rising COVID-19 cases, all NBA teams were informed that they are required to host a booster shot event by December 31st, in which booster doses are made available for players, staff, and their families. Um, yeah, that is that is what it is. Um, I did discuss this a little bit on the pod. I don't want to do it too much again. Um, we'll see where th- <laughs> Zach notes rest in peace, Burke. That just kills me. Um, anyhow, so we've had some fun tonight. You know, normally I talk about these things for like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, we don't really have anybody else waiting to hang out. I am a little bit tired myself. Let's go ahead and call this one a little bit early tonight, and we will maybe have more to talk about uh, in the coming days. I appreciate those of you who are so willing to join these things on a boring night. Um, oh, Jose wants to come back up. I'm sorry, Jose. Jose, what do you got? What do you- okay, sorry. <laughs> but I I had to touch on the, the Luca topic. Like, bro, I... Before the game started, uh, there was a report that said that kid wanted non-active players. I mean, he said they weren't to come to the bench. This wasn't a report. He literally said they were not to. Right. It it was just like, like, bro, why are you still there? And then he was dapping up dirt. I'm like, man. What is going on here? Is there no no discipline? No, like where, there's none. Where's Mark? This is like why what? there's none. Where between you know all all Luca has grown up in with the Mavericks is a bunch of bullshit, and it, it comes and and I don't blame him. I'm frustrated with him as a bigger picture, but it's just you know I, anybody that has kids or anybody that has a pet. Where it's just like if if you give an inch in some circumstances, you're given a fucking mile. And so like they basically told Luca he can do whatever he wants. So he's gonna do whatever he wants. And it was just one more thing to where it shouldn't have mattered because he had COVID already at that point. Like that's just how the disease works. But he also went out on the court and shaking hands and had his shit down. Right. And it just made no sense. Uh I was like, where's the person to hold this guy accountable? I mean, ostensibly, like, it should be Jason Kidd, but he has other things to do during a game. It shouldn't be Mark Cuban because Mark Cuban needs to not. I mean, there's really nobody left. Like, this is why Josh and I have clamored for Goran Dragic for almost a year because it's like he is an adult that Lugo respects. Hey, sorry, I was just reading Kenny's comment about me being on stage. <laughs> it caught yeah. me off guard. Yeah, you know, we're all like low-key angry dad voicing at Luca because, like, the thing about this is, like, it does not take away my love for Luca. It is just like, come on, man. Like, we all, like, like, like anybody who has followed, like, the tracking of this disease relatively closely – makes me think that, like, with the way COVID-19 and the Omicron variant is presenting now, it's for, for those of us who have taken our, 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 our vaccines, we're going to be okay, including the NBA players, which means they're probably going to change the variables. But in the meantime, we need you available to play. <laughs> like, come on, dude. I feel like this is one of the rare instances where I would have wanted Mark Cuban to step in 
and just tell him like, hey, what are you doing here? You need well, you need to go. Do you want to know why Mark Cuban doesn't step in? Because Luca wouldn't fucking listen to him either. There's been enough stories about how Chandler Parsons dunked on him with like relentless authority. Like they take him out to bars. And, and he'd go drinking with Parsons and all of his friends, and then they would leave him at the bar with the bill. Like, this is not a guy that these players, like, respect as a basketball professional. Like, they might respect him as, like, a billionaire and a human being, but, like, they don't care what he has to say when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> uh, um, one last note before I leave the stage. The the new Matrix is not it. Uh, I'm, I love the Matrix, and I seen it yesterday. Uh, I just can't get witty. First of all, no. Look, you are 25 years old or some shit, sir. I saw that movie when I was 18 in the movie theaters. Okay, I haven't seen the new one yet. You're allowed to slander it all. (laughs) I'm 28. (laughs) But but the movie was just, oh, my God. I I just couldn't get with it. Hey, all these things are weird. Might have, might have seen The Matrix like four times in theaters. Might have made out with girlfriends twice during it. But it was a long time ago. So all these movies, things happen. They're weird. They're new. I've not been able to see anything. I had to get into a little bit of a tiff with my wife last night because we're up here seeing family. And I'm like, ma'am, I, I would love to see Spider-Man. I cannot be on the Internet. It is physically impossible for me to be on the Internet. I, I want to go see Spider-Man. And she was just like, yes, and? So I don't know when I'm going to see Spider-Man. Life is sort of, uh, you know, it's a little whiny for me as a 37-year-old person. But, uh, you know, the, the the rest of the holidays, I'm going to be uh, enjoying, you know, uh, children's holiday films. Um I think I have to go see Sing 2 soon, which will be fun. But, you know, the the the, the holidays are for uh, being with people that you um, are either contractually obligated to like through marriage, uh, lo- contractually obligated to love through blood, or that you are just kind of hanging out and around with. And or, you know, those of you who are really lucky have families that you enjoy being around all the time. So, Jose, thanks for hanging out with us, right? <laughs> well, uh, I'm not going to spoil it. William Defoe was, was, uh, he, he's a top tier in that movie. I'm not going to spoil it. He's I'm- top tier in everything. I watched the, the 2002 Spider Man the other day, and like, I had forgotten that the meme, I'm something of a scientist myself, came from that movie. I've just used it so many times. And I just thought, I'm like, man, this guy is on one. He, he should coach the Dallas Mavericks. He would be fun as, as, as coach of the Mavericks. <laughs> right. And, and final, final thing, I swear. Uh, one of my favorite holiday movies is Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. It used to be on Cartoon Network, but that was one of my favorite uh, holiday See, I knew it as a song, so now I'm going to have to get offline, post this thing, and go find it as a movie. Thank you, Jose, for giving me something else to do. Okay, everybody, this has been Kirk Henderson, and for tonight, Jose. Uh, we had a great time hanging out, uh, and so far as we actually can hang out, I got to go. My wife is like, what are you doing? Um, I saw a couple of other requests come in, but it's just it's a little too late. I'm a little too tired, and there's not enough to talk about. So we'll be on um, in a couple of days for the Christmas Day game. Everybody be good. Enjoy the time with those you like and or dislike as much as you can. We will uh, we will talk in a, a few. Have a good one.